Welcome in to the Like Father, Like Son Sports Podcast with your hosts, Daryl and Daryl Jackson, where we bring you a weekly roundup of the past, present, and future in the world of sports. For great sports content that you can get at home or on the run, it's time to listen up to a father and his son. Welcome, everybody, to the Like Father, Like Son Sports Podcast. Season 1, Episode 23. The Thanksgiving Edition. I'm Daryl, and I'm here with... Daryl. We got a packed show for you, friends. And as always, you know that we love guests on the Like Father, Like Son Sports Podcast. And when we can get these guests from all over the country, all over the world, it's even better. Today, we have a special guest coming all the way from the great state of Minnesota, He's a diehard Minnesota sports fan. He's a savvy salesman. He's a smart analyst. He is the pride of Blaine, Minnesota, TJ Look. TJ, welcome to the show, my friend. Glad to be here, Daryl. Definitely. It's good to have you. And um, hear that in the background, everybody? You know what song this is? This is Prince. From my hometown. From the hometown. Minnesota, legend. And... um, I gotta lower this just a little bit, but what you might not know is that Dad, bro, over here, is <laughs> this is his uh, favorite artist. artist of all time. So I always get a little excited when I hear some Prince. A lot of energy and um, great way to start the show. Well, one thing I can tell you, I graduated in the year 2000, so his song "Let's Party Like It's 1999" had a real good time with that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. So, TJ, uh, it's good to have you come all the way out here to New York, spend Thanksgiving holiday together. Um, But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, We know you're from Minnesota, but just tell us about your hometown, your area, and uh, what you're up to these days. Well, Daryl, you know, we know each other from the great college, BBC, or whatever they're calling it these days. Yeah, yeah. Clark Summit University, I believe it is. that's right. (laughs) And, uh, you know, both of us, we studied to become pastors. We both got that same degree, and... We had a real good time there in college and college roommates, so it's just real great to be back with you to, to reconnect. It's probably been oh, 15 years since I've made it up this way, so it's, it's just great to be back in this area. Oh, it's good to have you back. I mean, I think last time you were here, my brother was, um, you know, sports star in this area and pa- packed the gyms to see him play, and you got to see one of the games, so. Yeah, I, I remember that. He was hitting everything. I couldn't <laughs> believe how he could make them shots. A lot of practice. You know, yeah. that's excellent. But um, tell us a little bit of like um, your background with sports, how you got into it growing up, and just what you what you enjoyed playing, like maybe at a league level or just a recreation level. Like, what uh, sports really resonate with you? Yeah, I mean, growing up, uh, football, baseball, hockey, a little bit of soccer, but uh, for the most part, those were football, baseball, hockey were the were the sports that I really connected with growing up. I can remember as early as second grade. Oh, being wow. in that backyard with all the neighborhood Ooh, kids and okay. those games that you would play, they were quite epic. I always felt like you just, 
you know, you were, you thought you were something, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh. So how do you do with your brothers and stuff like that when you were playing backyard? Yeah, my brothers. They were. I had an older brother. He's 14 years older than me. He didn't really hang out with me much. Mm. And my little brother, you know, he would come around a little bit, but I didn't want him around that much. You know, I just, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. want, I didn't want hang out with my little brother. But uh, I just remember that even uh, that that second grade team. I just wanted to be the quarterback, you know, and and so that that first uh, that first season they put me in in quarterback, and I think it was three plays until I got pulled. <laughs> so oh my goodness! Wow! Like, I was like trying to A hand it off and <laughs> done with early. <laughs> Jeez! Yeah, but, really. But I always was a, a, a that guy in the team that the coach could just be like, all right, he's going to do whatever I say. So yeah. you, you know, they didn't have to worry about my attitude or anything like that. So I always got a chance whenever. The good guy, the, the main quarterback got hurt, you know, that was that backup quarterback. <laughs> but it didn't take long, I think I realized that, you know, sports wasn't going to be my uh, my future, I guess, or whatever sure. you want to call it. Sure. I think it was sixth grade. I remember going into sixth grade thinking, I'm done with sports because I had a new passion. I wanted to skateboard. And I remember wow. asking my friend, hey, should we become yeah. skaters? Like you yeah, literally, like, me and a friend, like thinking, yeah, mm. like that's a choice you make even as a kid. I'm, I'm not gonna change my identity as yeah. a man. I'm no longer gonna right. involve myself in uh, organized sports, and I'm gonna I'm gonna focus all my energy on skateboarding and snowboarding. And so throughout middle school and high school, it's all we did. In the summer we skateboarded, in the winter we snowboarded, and we we made some you know strides in that. I, a couple of my friends did get sponsorships. That's how you went pro. Is wow. you got yourself a sponsor okay. and Micah McGinnity, Josh Gordon, they, they rode for ride and it, it was fun just because you kind of had that, mm. that feeling like you were making something of yourself in that. And Right, uh, so some kids wanted to be like Mike, you wanted to be like Tony Hawk, I don't know. Tony Ooh. Hawk was, yeah, there was, I had some other guys that I really that liked too. Like, and, got you. Uh, but then by the time I was done with high school, I, I was kind of you know, getting, you know, getting done with the skateboarding and snowboarding as well. Gotcha. Now you mentioned we're going to talk about this, especially when we talk about Minnesota pro teams. But hockey is like your your thing. So if you're from Minnesota, hockey is the sport. Absolutely. Gotcha. Now, um, did you play? Did you play any ice hockey, or, or like, did you uh, play like any level of? Um, yeah, from uh, second grade hockey? on, I was always on a hockey team. But more, what was way I thought was even more fun than being an organized hockey team was the rink hockey. Mm, as soon yeah. as it got cold out, they start flooding the the rinks in Minnesota, and there was always a game to be played. And you would go from the moment the crack of dawn, you were out at that pickup pickup game. Yeah, games. yeah. And there was that ice, that warming rink. Yeah. So that was where you would go <laughs> get a little warm because it gets a little bit cold in Minnesota, but. That was it. That was my greatest memory is just all that hockey we would play. That's excellent. Now, um, what is your most memorable personal sports memory? You think of this, anything up to this point that you, you look back and say that that, that stands with you? Because well, I got a couple, but I want to see if you, you know, what, what you have too. Well, you know, in college, it was kind of fun doing the intramural stuff with the, with the guys in the dorms. And there was this one time we did a soccer match and we mm -hmm. were in this uh, intramural tournament. And we had an okay team. We were going for the championship against the other dorm. And we had this rainstorm that came in that totally mudded up the entire soccer field. And we just decided to go ahead and play in a total mud-covered soccer field. That was the best day ever. I mean, it was like Woodstock. Everybody was just sliding around in the mud. Just and everybody mud. came out with no, no torn ACLs. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. <laughs> 
If it, if there was anybody that was there that day, they would remember that that one. That one was epic. That's mm. excellent, man. I remember um, the wrestling tournament. Oh, yeah. And every, everybody cool. had a name, and your name was the Pincher. <laughs> That's right. And, and you had this lo- this uh, long sleeve spandex shirt, and you painted it and everything, and it was a big deal. And you went up against this guy uh, Albert Props. Yeah, and that's his, right. His um his nickname was the Wild Kodiak, but everybody was calling him the the Little Koala Bear. <laughs> you guys had an epic match, man. Oh yeah, that was some good times. Yeah, exactly that. So yeah, it was uh, that's great, man. Good to hear good to hear about all that. But um, ready to talk about your city a little bit? Absolutely. So Minneapolis, Minnesota teams. We're gonna go through them in order. We got we're gonna go with Twins, Vikings, Wild, Timberwolves, and we'll talk about some other teams, including college teams. But um, we'll pick up there with the Twins. I think you and I, you know, when I picked you up in the airport, we uh, kind of briefed on some things here. And it wasn't too long ago. I think it was the pandemic season, twenty twenty. The Twins won the division. Uh, they're looking good. Um, but then they go up against a team that Dad picks a lot. The Astros um, went on a run, and it seemed like. You know, I don't know what happened this past season, 2021, but it just seemed like they just fell you know, far off from where they were just a season ago. What's your What's your thoughts on the Twins? Like a little bit, like kind of where they're at, and like where you think where you think they need to go. Well, the Twins, I give a lot of respect to because out of the four major pro teams that we do have in town, they're the only ones that ever brought us any any championship. So you know, for being a small market team, it's a team that we always root for. When summertime comes, don't matter if they're good or bad, you still got to love your Twins. And just going to those games, it's it's just a blast. It's great to have them right in town, be able to do that. But in terms of where they're at currently, I don't know. I mean, they've got a great front office, and they're going to start, you know, making. I think Daryl, you talked about how they got that A's mentality. Now they're going to bring in the analytics and they're right. going to try to moneyball, moneyball it, and we'll yeah. see what happens. But yeah, definitely, that's one thing I look at Minnesota. It's a like considered a small market, but yet they have fundamentals. Like the A's do, they play fundamental baseball, and it seemed like they always get the kid, young kids, come in. They play team. I think about your one of the greatest players ever, big Kirby Puckett. You know. Homegrown, do what he needs to do, never wanted to leave, did everything. Like you said, talking about the championship. Yep, that's right. MVP, yeah, see, homegrown. Um, do you feel Rocco Belladelli is the right, right guy for the job? I feel like he's the right guy. I think it's more important that front office. I think yeah. that front office is sound right now. I think they're, they're embracing this new culture of analytics and understanding that you know we're not going to be able to outspend the Yankees. We're not going to be able to outspend the Dodgers, but – we can we can bring in the right guys and we can you know use some of the right technology that we have at our hands to go ahead and put together a team that can hopefully make a run and I mean you see it happen all the time in the league now these these smaller clubs that are making runs Tampa Bay Rays you know just all these teams that you don't think they have a chance but they can make it work every once in a while mm-hmm. definitely definitely yeah yeah so hopefully we get back to it but Dad brought us some things we talk about like all time favorite memories I don't know what you think of I, I was or, or players or, or players. players or players yeah, yeah. it would be easier yeah I mean yeah because I, I wasn't around to see the 87 championship the 91 I mean I, I watched like you know go on YouTube and see like these epic matchups everybody talks about you know with Jack Morris and, and you know that shutout of the Braves you know one nothing in a, in a winner take all game and uh, you know 80, the 87 team but you know since then they haven't won but they are the two that, that have won so I, those you know I, I watched those games and I was like wow that's that's really cool so you think of guys like Kirby Puckett and as I as I mentioned, Jack oh, yeah, Morris. But when you others. talk about the but great, I'm talk about the greats. You're talking about Rod Carew. 
Yeah, like, right. Yeah, you're yeah. talking like that. Uh, and then who else you had out there? Um, some of the greater ones. Um, shoot, let me just look at this list. Oh, Har- Carmen Killebrew. 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 Yeah, legend, legend. Seen him play. I mean, that was great. But then, like, we got Antonio Oliva. He's yeah. one of the great players oh, yeah. back in the day. You know, I just did Tony Oliva Golf's tournament this summer. He, really? he puts on one, uh, does great uh, supporting the community still. And then you went to another generation. Then you, that's when you had um, Maurer. Joel Maurer. I was just about to talk about that. Right. Like, you know, I would oh. say players that I've seen that I really liked from the Twins was Joel Maurer. Also right. like Tory Hunter. Tory oh, yeah. Hunter's been prime with you. Johan Santana. By Levin. Great pitcher. And then, you know, yeah, these are... They, they got some history there. I mean, way more than people expect to know. You know, some of the players that you see that came across Minnesota, yeah, they have some really talented players. I think um, Paul Molitor played there, too. That's right. He sure did. Yeah, so. Was yeah. It, Dave did Paul Winfield, Molitor play there? Knobloch? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Dave, did Paul Dave Molitor Winfield? play with Toronto before or after Minnesota? Because I know he won with Toronto. Probably after that. After. He probably left and then Went after there. winning with Toronto. Minnesota to go right. to Toronto and keep winning. Wow, that's good. Yeah, to see. and Tom Kelly there was coaching, played first base. Oh, man, yeah, I'm just looking at this list, man. Herbeck was another name always growing up. Right. Oh man, I'm I was in grade school in '87, '91, but I can still remember the Homer Hankey. It was it's something oh. that just sticks in your mind. That entire uh, stadium packed with people all waving that Homer, this white hanky, and I still have one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. I and, one, yeah I mean. and you had to, um, what, Kurt Herbeck, Herbeck, he played? I mean, oh, man, I'm just looking at this list of how many great guys played for Minnesota, and we don't even run Johan Santana at one point. Correct. There Nelson is solid, Cruz. respectable He uh, played uh, Frank Viola. Yeah, you're right, CJ. They, they really are. Um, he played with Minnesota. And then went to the Mets. Is that right? And then yeah, was, yeah didn't do as good for the Mets as he did for uh, Minnesota. But who, who were players that you were like really like outside of we? Kirby Puckett about? obviously makes yeah. the top of the list. Joel Maurer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, he was a Minnesota kid and then got drafted by the organization and uh, batting championship. You know, guy is just incredible. It's, it's too bad we never you know got any championship out of that club because they really did have a team with Tory yeah, Hunter the, the 2000s era yeah. right yeah. yeah I agree with you I thought they had a lot of good teams old time guy Jim Katz he was a great pitcher for him so I mean Minnesota like if you really look back at history they had a lot of good players I'd agree yeah way more than people would even expect out of a small market like that and they did it the right way I felt you know Definitely. Now, talk to us just before we kind of transition here. Um, the tw- Twins used to play at the Metrodome. Is Correct. That- and before there, the old Met Stadium, Met, which yeah, yeah. is now yeah. where the Ball of America is. <laughs> oh, wow. And now it's Target Field. Now we got Target Field. Do you yeah. feel that the Minnesota fans like that more? Do they do they miss the dome? Like, what's the what's the feel amongst fans with the uh, the stadium? We were ready for a new stadium. Yeah, the dome was great in its time, and it was good for you know that time period. Yeah. But now that we have this great ballpark, there's just nothing like it. And the best thing is, is we now have the Saints as the minor league team in town. Oh, wow. And they just built a new stadium in St. Paul. And the tickets are like 10 bucks. So if you want to go have a great day of baseball for mm. like 10 bucks, you go watch a Saints game and you got all of the young coming up in Twins players on the wow. minor league team right across the street there in, in St. Paul, which, you know, it's the Twin Cities because Minneapolis and St. Paul are right next to each other, divided sure. by the... Mississippi River there, and and you just got baseball all summer. It's it's just a lot of fun. 
That's amazing, man. I, and I, I was we I visited you uh, three years ago, and I saw the Target Field, and I said this is one of the cleaner, uh, beautiful stadiums uh, out of the different ballparks I've been to. So um, happy to see that. Um, definitely. But let's transition over to uh, the Vikings, and Vikings are Skull right now. Vikings. Yeah, exactly. A lot, a lot of history with the Vikings. Um, how do you feel the teams? Like I know, I put up the questions in this order, but like, how do you feel the, about the team currently? The five and five, kind of in the thick of things. Like, what do you feel about the season? How's it going? Yeah, I mean, with the Vikings, you're always it's a five hundred club, and, and it's a frustrating. It's it's okay because at least you're not having to be a, a Lions or a Jets fan. You know, you're not a, you're not a team that's in the tank, but you know you're just going to be in the middle of the pack, and then that's kind of you kind of you're hoping for more but it's you just know at the end of the season we'll probably be right about 500 maybe we'll get into the playoffs if we do it'll probably be an early exit other than recently we did have a nice little run not too not too long ago with that Minneapolis miracle when the against the Saints uh, yeah, yeah. When, when we had yeah. that Super Bowl in town that was a fun season that was that was a yeah, good time cuz he's an Eagles fan and that's the one Super Bowl they have but had mm-hmm. that not happened you know and they had lost to Minnesota they they would have been the first not Tampa uh, to host the Super Bowl. That's it, right. It would have been against the Patriots. And it, it, at home, Never anything know. could happen. You know, you get to sleep in the comfort of your own beds. You don't have to, you know, deal with as much. And, oh, and but, the uh, games are a blast. Yeah. I, if you ever get a chance to go to a game. Now, do you, can you see on the, if you know our, our chant thing where we do the clapping and we say skull? Do you nah. see that? What do you guys think of that? Is that... Is, <laughs> what are you doing? I, I haven't seen it. Maybe I'm not yeah, attention okay. to it. Maybe they don't show it. Uh, don't all show I know it. is the horn that when they play out. We got the big horn. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Like, the Nor- yeah. like the North. Like, yeah. yeah, the real Viking. Yeah, yeah. well, we start like off that. every game, and we do this clap, and it just starts off with a drum beat, and then you go, skull, and it goes faster and faster, and it oh. just, it's just a lot of fun. Wow. Okay. That's you guys got to check tradition. that out sometime. Yeah. Yeah, 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 well, it just started when we got the new stadium, so it's not like a long-term thing, but... I like how they added that, but I was just like, I wonder what other teams think about it, because it's a unique little thing that oh, happens man. there. Good they know that. That's something insight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but then, like, what do you say? The current team, like you said, what do you think about the coach, Zimmer? Zimmer, you know, he's old school. And I think in this modern football world, it's going to be hard for him to take it to the next level. Sure. Because if you're always going to be conservative. Yeah. I've noticed in the last couple games, I feel like they've made some changes somehow because at the beginning of the season it looked like they were playing conservative. Yes. All of a sudden they're passing more, they're opening up and they're gonna, you know, take some chances, throwing that football down the field and getting Jefferson and Thielen involved. I think that's the winning formula. But I think with Zimmer he wants to go ahead and manage that game. And right. that's and it, we do have a great running back, so it can right. work. But when it's not working, well <laughs> You got you know. actually two good running backs. Is Maxim? Alexander Madison. Madison. He's a right. good second Shot, running back. Right. right. But when Cook was out, he produced. He does. Yeah. He, 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 he shows really, up. Yeah, he shows He's up. got something to prove. Exactly. And <laughs> right. the thing is, I think about Kirk Cousins. What do you, What's your thoughts on that? Kirk is another. He's just a real solid guy, but he's not a killer. And I think if you're going to play in this league, you got to have a mentality like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady where mm-hmm. it's win or nothing. you just got to be a killer. And when you look at Kirk, he just, he just he's a nice guy. You don't right. want to be called a nice guy if you're a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> in the NFL, right? But you know what? One thing I've heard that you know he only gets sacked like one point four times a game. So is is that, that's a tribute to the wait, line, ball out quicker, and the O line. O line is right there. They protect them. They, right? they protect them really well. So that's one thing. He has the luxury that I mean, when you talk about a Rogers and like well, even Brady gets sacked here mm-hmm. and there. So it's like he gets protected. It's just like. 
Like he's a middle of the road guy. He's not like the guy that's going to take you over the hill. Yeah, he won't lose you a game, right. but he's not maybe going to win it for exactly. you. Take it in his hands and win it for right. you. Right, like he'll have that moment. Uh, you like that, <laughs> right? Like you know, that's like his signature like moment of his career. I think he did it with Washington when he was there, and then he. You right. guys had that big win and um, I guess against the Saints a couple years ago and he, he did it again. So, yeah, I mean, like, we want to like that. You know, we want right, to see more. Consistent. But it But it's not consistent. It's moments. He's right. consistently average. Consi- yep. That's what I would say. He's consistent. I want to say, like, we talked a little bit about this earlier. One of the players I missed this year was Irv Smith. Yeah. I think he was a break- he's going to be a breakout star this year from Alabama as well. Right. Exactly. Um, I think, like, I think what they typically say is that a, a quarterback's best friend is a good tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like when you – like Tyler Conklin is decent, but he's not somebody you're, you're – I think Irv Smith could get you 1,000 yards and maybe yeah. 10 touchdowns a season. So I'm excited when that comes back. But now you, you'd have that with Thielen and with Justin Jefferson, who's turning into one of the best receivers in football. That's right. Um, and with Dalvin Cook, you know – Don't forget Osborne. Take, Isn't it Osborne? Oh, KJ Osborne. Yeah. Who's coming, I, I who's coming in as a like, good exactly number three, three receiver. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you want to take, so the thing was old school is like, this is a new NFL. And like, you see how like the times have changed in terms of the trends of the way guys are coaching. Like, and I'm thinking with that offense, you want to kind of do what the Cardinals, the Rams, even the Packers are now doing. You, you got to be explosive and electric. And I think Minnesota has that, hopefully. You know, we'll see what that happens. Do you think that if they don't make the playoffs, Zimmer's done? Or what's the – what do you think the – So I listen to a lot of sports talk in Minnesota. And the announcer for the Vikings is this guy named Paul Allen. He's a great announcer, and he's got a great program that talks about the Vikings. And he's close to the Vikings. He's close to the ownership. He's close to the leadership. Mm. He's, and he says on the radio, there are no rumblings about Zimmer losing his job. He is liked by the leadership and the ownership because – he puts a respectable team together. Yeah. You know, you know, if you're not the Lions and you're not the Jets, you know, you're not just the disgrace right. of the league. Yeah. <laughs> I, and that's a good way of looking at it. I, I like that loyalty. That's the same thing that happens in Pittsburgh. They do not fire coaches. The coach resigns or, or he retires. They only had three coaches in the last 30 years. Yeah, correct. And, that, and that's how Pittsburgh – does things right? I mean, Minnesota. So I like ownership. I like like uh, yeah, Jay's saying. I like ownership that supports the thing. But the thing is, is he the guy that's going to take you over the hill? Correct. Because they do have the talent. But this is one thing: the weak link of the team is not their offense; it's their defense. Which is crazy under a Zimmer led team. Their defense, oh man, they look terrible. Especially those defensive backs. I, I would think they'd be better. Oh, I know it's it's who's, sad. Uh, yeah. who's the offensive coordinator for the Vikings. Uh, you know, um, isn't they, it they, Joe? Isn't it a guy from LSU? Well, they uh, that Brady, Joe Brady, isn't it him? No, so, no, no, no. Okay. Brady's uh, another. He's in I forget South. his name. He used to be head coach, and uh, him and his son are running it. But it was he was with the Broncos, uh, the head coach for the Broncos back in the day. It's um, Clint Kubiak. Kubiak, yeah. Oh, so Gary Kubiak, Gary Kubiak, Gary and Clint Kubiak. are running that team. Oh, okay, for, all right. Okay. But if you look at Zimmer's teams over the evolution of his career as a head coach, he came in and every draft we knew defense. that first draft was going to be defense. Right. And this year, I believe he drafted offensive lineman? Now, the last three years, that's why our O-line's better. Yeah. Last three years, first-round pick, O-line, 
O line. We, we were grabbing O linemen because like, you know, mm. it was just sad how bad our O line was. Right, but their cornerbacks are very disappointing this year. Well, I mean, some guys have passed their prime, like uh, Patrick Peterson. You know, his yeah. best days are going. I'm talking like the young uh, Danzy. Yeah, Dan yeah. Rose. Oh. Uh, it's been. But we it, historically with Zimmer, that first his first five years as a coach, those defenses were good. Yeah, and he had some great cornerbacks. One thing. Minnesota always had good defense. Yeah. But some reason, Purple I'm looking at like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, my goodness, Carl. What, Carl Allen? Miller? Yeah. I think Alan the Page? philosophy probably changed from, okay, Zimmer's such a good coach. We can get second-grade talent, and he can coach it up. Right. And okay. I think that's not playing out to be working. I think the no. talent's got to be there. you got to grab the guys <laughs> when they're available and just see what you can do and get the best that can help you. Wow. Exactly that. So, you know, just to stand corrected, Joe Brady is the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. Yeah, that's what I said in the yeah, South because so he's I, I over there with um, Rule, the, the guy from Matt Rule. Right. They yep. talked and came together. So we'll see what they can do, man. I, I just want to see you guys win. I, I like your team. Um, speaking of your team, like um, we talked to people with Peter. The, the team that stands out to me the most uh, as a kid was that '98 squad. Oh, man, I love talking about that '98 squad. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like. That's one of the more painful memories, too, because I just wanted to see that team make the Super Bowl and play the Broncos. I think that would have been a, one of the best ma- Super Bowls ever mm. um, because they were just on such a roll. Uh, they were the team that took a chance on Randy Moss when no one else wanted to. You see Chris Carter mentor him. And then you also had Jake Reed and you had Robert Smith we talked about, Dr. Robert Smith. Yeah. Uh, everybody's favorite defensive player, John Randall, with that uh, eye black that's <laughs> yeah, yeah looking like a vampire. Um, and then, you know, you had uh, – Dennis Green, um, before he went to the Cardinals and you know had those uh, post game meltdowns, he was your coach. And then Randall Cunningham, right. quarterback in the Chris, uh, wasn't squad. Chris Doman with those guys. Correct, he was too. So it was a it was a loaded team, and you know everybody thought that they were at least going to get to the Super Bowl and play John Elway and the Vikings, um, but they fell short against that game against Atlanta. We talked about kickers. You talk about man as a Minnesota Vikings fan, oh. how many games have been lost? With a kick, <clears throat> and you think this guy Gary Anderson, who was a Hall of Famer in his own right, did miss a dirty kick. Birds, he lost yeah. to the dirty birds, dirty and it's birds. like you don't miss a kick all year, and it's not like we're we're setting you up from sixty in the wind, you know, thirty eight yards in in your dome, and yeah. you you make it, and you essentially give yourself the highest of chances of winning, and, and then they miss, and then the Vic, the Falcons go down and score a touchdown, then it goes to overtime, you get the ball first, they do nothing with it, and then the Falcons get into field goal range and win it, it, it just like. Man, what a what a downer! But it was brutal. The only uh, worst memory I have is later on the next great team is when we got far. Oh man! We get yeah. deep into the playoffs, and then this bounty gate thing goes on, and they're paying players to. It, that game, they were beating far. I mean, I never <laughs> seen a guy take licks like that before. Yeah, you remember that? And I remember like the Vikings being in a position to win that game. And you were driving. I think it was a tie game. They had like a, they had enough time to just get in field goal range. And then Favre tries to make this hero play to Sidney Rice and throws an interception to Tracy Porter, who you know later would go on to win the Super Bowl with his interception against Peyton Manning and, uh, and the Colts. But I remember that game thinking like, what is Brett Favre doing? Like Adrian Peterson, they can't touch him. Anytime he gets the ball, he's getting five yards of carry. You're, the, the offense is moving, and then Brett Favre just decides to make this wild play. Hey, but that was Brett Favre. He was a right. wild card. That's he was he all in his own place. Exactly. Whole he game. did that. It was like he had as many interceptions as he has touchdowns in his career. <laughs> right. And we remember him because of the toughness and the personality and the right. and the great plays. But he also made some like. Oh no! That was, that was his legacy. He was a gunslinger. 
Right. You know, either the touchdown or interception. What made it so delicious as a Vikings fan, though, is we take him from the Packers. I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> and we're going to win a championship with him. Now, if only you could do that with Aaron Rodgers, right? I'd be happy. I'd be okay with that. See, that's so yeah, I, I say I would get on this podcast right now and say, if the Vikings had Aaron Rodgers, nothing, no offense to Kirk Cousins, I think you're a Super Bowl contender. You might, you might darn well win the thing. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? The funny part about that is that, like, being a division rival, the Bear fans would like we had Ethan on last week as a guest. They they, they hate Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh no, I wouldn't even want him to play for us. I was like, come on, yes you would. Well, you deep, yeah. down, in, deep down, deep down, they want, want him, want that because but they can't say it publicly, right? You know. But if he won a Super Bowl for Chicago or Minnesota or Detroit, those cities would love Aaron Rodgers. Oh, big time. And for, the thing is, this is like. The best way to take out your, like, for example, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what his feels with the Packers now, but for a while there when he was making all the noise in the summer, you know, he had beef with the organization. What better way to take out your beef? I than, thought he was calling. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? He goes to Minnesota. That I'll show you. That would have been a great way to get back at him. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah. But, right. Wow, man. So mm-hmm. good stuff. Good stuff. We'll see how the Vikings continue to do. We'll shift over to... The Minnesota Wild, the up-and-coming hot team. Yeah, man, they're looking great. Yeah, give us some insight on that, TJ. So, for the last so many years, we were this team that it was Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, and they were the anchors of the team. But for some reason, they were so in tight with the ownership that you couldn't coach them. They were doing whatever they want. They weren't – there wasn't a lot of bad things that were said about them, but there was just this kind of rumbling that – it wasn't a cohesive, gelling team. Mm. So that leadership this year, the GM says, you know, I'm buying out the contracts. We're going to be a new look wild. And boy, it is not disappointed. This young kid from Russia, Kirill Kaprizov. Okay. It's like figure skating on ice. When you watch him glide, the things that he does with his skates, it's like he's a ballerina somehow. It, it, it's just, a, it's the most beautiful skating I've ever seen in a hockey player. And it, it's it's a real fun team to watch right now. You know now. what? I'm really happy that you brought it out that way, like a ballerina. <laughs> I mean, most people don't realize how these guys really can skate backwards, forward, with the speed they do, mm. with the strength they have, and the pounding they take. But yet, they had the finesse with power. That, I like your finesse. description. That was really good. Really good, TJ. The only knock on him is he's not the fastest guy in the ice. Okay. So, right. you know, he can get into some situations where all of a sudden he's oh, chasing. Catching up. Yeah, he changes his heart. You know? that's, it's, it's, he's had some people get breakaways on him that's not looking good. But on the scoring side of the thing, it's, I don't know if he's going to be the next Gretzky, the great one, but mm. he looks like he may have that type of talent. Wow, but he got to build up his speed. He, he's got, you know, Gretzky wasn't the fastest guy in the ice either. Right, true. But he was in the right place but he at was the a, right he, time. But he probably was probably the most intelligent, smartest, player to ever play that he was absolutely yeah because he, he didn't have that big size either but they protected him they did you did yeah. <laughs> you did not take a check right. at Gretzky unless you wanted your head taken exactly off. the whole team <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the fun things about hockey though is they always like you know every game you go to there's always a fist fight mm. and that's just kind of a fun little add-on to a sporting true, event true <laughs> true yeah yeah yes hey it's very good very good Definitely. So, who who would you say would be like the the players that they're leaning on right now, like the star players of the Wild? It's what's so unique about this new look Wild, top to down, all four lines, every one of them. The coach says, "I'll put any line out against any line. I, I don't have to worry about matchups 
because I trust every I have talent on every line and they're a balanced team mm. and that's how you become a, a team that can go deep in the playoffs because wow. yeah. if you have a hot line that's great well what if they're not hot that game well you don't have anybody to pick up the slack right now yeah. this new look team the young kids they're they're just stepping up we just and play. so play as a team it completes a, yeah very good to hear so there's no outs no like one like you were saying a guy from Russia Kirill Kaprizov absolutely Kevin Fiala. Um, the problem with him is he's a high energy guy, and he's kind of getting in his button heads with the the coach, oh. and so now there you know there's some rumblings to you know mm. maybe put him on the trade block. But he's our second best player. Why right. are you going to go what trade you, your second best? Yeah, player? what are you going to get? Yeah, exactly. What are you going <laughs> to get back for him? So for, Kirill Kaprizov is you know, our our he's star. our he's our nine million dollar year guy, and that's a lot for a hockey player. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a lot. yeah, I see. So it. they're they're paying they're paying good money to keep Kirill. Uh, and that was one of the reasons we had to drop Suter and Preezy because we had to get out of those contracts because they were making nine million a year. So mm-hmm. to get room for all these other guys, but uh, Bukestad, Erickson Eck, Felino, uh, Greenway, the the whole list of this team right now. There, you, you, any one of them could have a, a hat trick game. You're gonna go and say, "Wow!" You're just not surprised that any one of them starts scoring because they're all that good. What's the average salary for these guys? Like you say, as a team, each player. Oh, average. you know they're going to be still a million dollars, but it, they, they don't make thirty million a year like mm-hmm. uh, football and baseball. I and mean, basketball. <laughs> basketball, uh, nine million is at that top. That's top end for a okay a hockey player. Yeah, no, I see that. So, if, is there anybody that you look at and say, all right, if Kevin Fiala doesn't work out, that we would trade him for? Is there any names that come to mind that like that would be a good flip and Maybe it's somebody who has a similar type of energy that he brings, but without the um, distraction or without the uh, confrontations that he's having with uh, the coaching staff. I personally want to keep y'all. So if they can somehow maybe use this as a teaching moment, saying, "Hey, look, mm-hmm. you keep this up, and we will we will get rid of you," and maybe he sees the light, right, and and checks the attitude a little bit, doesn't think he can you know allow his emotions to just say whatever he wants, whatever he wants, yeah, but. At the same time, that high energy is something. I mean, they gave him a. He's he's got that captain C on his chest. He's not a. He's not the captain, but he's got the A. He's an assistant, assistant. captain, and right. he, he's got a lot of respect in the locker room. And people like that energy, and I don't want to mess with. I don't want to mess with the team right no, now. No, not no, when you're doing, not, not, not when you're doing now. Yeah, and that's one thing that you look at. It's like these players, all these players, no matter what in sports, we look at them like when we see them on the ice, or we see them on the court, or on the field. We look at them. Hey, well, if they make that, no. These guys are like the best of the best. If you're at that level, you're at the best of the best. We best look at the them and say, man, this guy's a bum. Yeah, yeah, he may be a bum, but that <laughs> bum was like all state. That bum all, is, you know, right, make you all, look like a bum. All, all American in college or whatever in you know, the different leagues they play in hockey and stuff. Is These guys are really good players. Absolutely. And the thing is, but, you know, they have their ups and downs. And like we know, a lot of guys have a lot of personal things that go on that we don't see behind the scenes. That's true. And that's a lot of things that we that, have to yeah, take into account. you from playing at the level that you know you can play at. Yeah, or we expect you to play at. Correct. Because there's a lot of things that might be on these young people's minds. And, these, and like a kid, a lot of them, they're kids. I mean, right. when they, they get to a point. Look at that roster. Was everybody born in the 90s or is a couple <laughs> now in 2000-something? Yeah. So, you know, we're seeing a turnover. So these are young people. Mm-hmm. And mm. they're first experience in this pressure and this type of lifestyle. So totally, uh, totally, I guess the last question, goaltenders, big deal in hockey. Cam Talbot is your lead guy. You feel good about that? You know, he's older and that's right. the only thing there's, it's a goaltender. It's a taxing job. You're in the net every night until you get that night off. 
and right. it's just a good question. It's a question that do we have a backup right now? Right. And last year we did. This year it's been kind of hit or miss. Uh, I went to the only game I went to so far this year. The backup was in, and he let in like seven goals, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, you, you can't know? have that. <laughs> you know, the night we give our main guy off can't be like a designated loss, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, but I, one thing I want to say is because I can look at this thing and I'm saying, man, Minnesota's in first place, you know, and at the top. And the thing is, with, with 11, you know, wins and stuff like that, but the thing is, the West is tight. Yeah, the West is It tight. is really tight when you look at it. You, you have, what, four, eight teams in the West with over 22 points. That's, hey, that's saying a lot. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, it's like somebody's getting eliminated, mm-hmm. you know, because somehow, I mean, it's like, I mean, like even if there's four teams that's like 19 and above or 18, I'm thinking like, wow, like the old, like we were talking early off the air, it's like the North Stars, who's Dallas now, um, Stars, and the thing like that. Even then, when you look at them, they got eight, 18 points at this point in time. Who has 18 points? Dallas. That's correct. Right. So I mean, they're like sixth in that division, right? But you're only five points away from being in first, so exactly. it's very tight. One of the best things about hockey is the parity. Every year, you're going to see different teams kind of rise up, mm-hmm. and it doesn't take long for uh, even when you get into the playoffs, you never know who's going to make a long run. It's just it's it's great to have a lot of different teams making runs, so that it's not always just that same powerhouse. Yeah, and you know what? Me and Daryl talked earlier, like when we thought about last year with the COVID and everything like that going through. How I, I like the parody how they had set up the Canadian team. Yeah, all the Canadian. Then it was like somebody's going to come out of here to be making it to the Stanley Cup and stuff like that. And it was like really good to see that. Oh, we love the playoff format last oh, year. So yeah. The reformat has been fantastic. Yep, because yeah. you get all your rivalry games in the first couple of rounds. Because a lot of people think about it, especially. T- uh, NHL, NBA, they, they have 60, well, now the NBA has that playing tournament, which I think a lot of people tune out until it gets to the conference semifinals or Stanley Cup. So how do we increase our viewers on those early rounds? Right. The form of rivalries. rivalries, getting these guys at it early. And then, like you said, get the Canadian teams through, the Southern teams, the South right. Division, then the Eastern teams, and the Western, Western teams. teams. Yeah. And then it kind of squadron, almost kind of like a, a Final Four setup in college basketball, and then they all meet in a Final Four, the winners of each particular division, bracket, yeah. bracket right. and then you get that Final Four, and then the uh, Stanley Cup. So I thought so, that was like, yeah. I think hockey does it right, out of all the major sports. Yeah, they how do they it right. said, I think they do it right. You know, how they pair the teams where they're at and do what they do and setting it up. You know, we didn't get to that earlier because we destroyed it. You know, Major League Baseball a couple of weeks ago on our podcast. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Major League Baseball is terrible. Oh, in terms it's of like how, how they set it up and how to get the teams that's in there. Like, like we were just side note. We were talking about a few weeks back. How do you get a hundred and seventeen one team and playing a hundred and sixteen for one game? <laughs> You're in or out. It's like, come on. Yeah, that oh, was the that bad. was terrible. The Giants and, oh, uh, and the Dodgers. Dodgers. It in was terrible. Seven, right, and then and then on the matters on that, you have that hundred and, uh, what is it, set, six seven, win, yeah, seven one, win break, uh, excuse me, uh, Dodger team, going to, having to have to home field disadvantage when you're 18 games better than the Braves. Right. Like, how does that happen? Oh, just because they're a division winner? Great. My thing is, but if you're t- a division, division winner, is terrible. Right. <laughs> so if you're a division winner, great, you made the playoffs. Doesn't mean you should deserve home field advantage over somebody 18 games better than you. And the only reason why they didn't win the division is because somebody 
have one, one more win, yeah. it just shows the greatness. <laughs> right. So I, I see that. But then another thing is they missed some teams. Okay, Bryce Harper won an NL. He was NL MVP right. this year. We didn't get to see him in the playoffs because you cut it short. Last year they had eight teams. I thought it was a hit. That wild card series. Yeah. Got more teams, more cities involved. Cincinnati, okay. a Cincinnati. team that's struggling, trying right. to get in there for years. Right. For and years, they play well this year. A lot year, of players are right. Look at the uh, Toronto that loaded offense plus Robbie Ray wins the AL Cy Young Award. We don't get to see them. So Guerrero, Vladimir Guerrero, yeah, who um, so was in the runner up, runner up for runner MVP for AL MVP. Yeah, Otani. Well, granted, the Angels are not good, but I'm just trying to say we we missed on a lot of Seattle. Right, Seattle has to be in the playoffs since 2001. Right, and they were high. They would have yeah. made it if it, if they were in a, divi- di- in a different division. Right, or 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 the format would have been the, different. The format would have been different. So it's kind of like that's why we say hockey did it right. Hockey, hockey does it right because right. hockey gives you the best chance to be represented. That's right. So yeah. we'll All see right. what happens. But la- lastly, we're going to talk about my disappointment so far in the season. Your Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh man, I like I like the Timberwolves. I like when the Timberwolves why? are good. Why? They're I'm, terrible. I'm, they well, always been the, terrible. I like Carl Anthony Towns. He, I like this kid. Yeah, uh, he Anthony needs Edwards. to leave. I'm sorry. I mean, well, I, I know you're a Minnesota guy, but he needs to leave because they're terrible. They're Don't never, worry, the whole team's gonna leave. The <laughs> yeah, ownership's taking right. them. They're going bye bye. And it has <laughs> to be no, no. And it's just okay. Who's, I thought, a rookie, who's the guy who was a rookie last year from Georgia? Anthony Edwards. I just had Michigan. Yeah, Edwards. I mean, he's balling. Right, but he playing with a terrible team. They're going to be in last place in that division. Again. I know, I know, that's how you, let's talk about how we fix this problem, okay? Move. (laughs) (laughs) Then he doesn't have a basketball team to watch. He don't mind, because they don't want to Right, yeah, as long as it's hockey there, they don't mind. You You got the Twins. stand up for you, You got the Vikings. stand up for you. Minnesota, hey, didn't A-Rod and them just buy that team? Okay, that's they're, where we're going. Okay, you gonna go that way? We're going. No, this is where they're we're moving. Going. You're right, TJ. They're gone. Okay, they're so gone. <laughs> if they move, where yeah. do you think they move to? Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> can we bring? Oh, if, you, oh, if we do that, can we bring the Sonics back? I, I like the I like the green. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. the, the Seattle had, had right. a rabid basketball fan base. Right, actually, they did. They did. They you know, I graduated my master's degree from school in the Seattle area, and just. My time interacting with people out there, they missed the Sonics, man. Like, they got the women's team. No offense to women. They're, they're, they're good. good. The, they're uh, good. They're, yeah, the they're Seattle good. Storm. But, I mean, like, they when, still you, miss when, Jackson. You, when you have... Oh, of course. Laurel Jackson was, like, she was one of the best. One of the best ever play. It's yeah. superb. Yeah. But, you know, you, you go into that arena, the key arena, and you feel like the Sonics should be here, too. And they're not. So, maybe that's what has to happen. Yeah. Um, then you're going to have to buy a new stadium. Yeah. So, yeah. my thing is, Alec Rodriguez, you know... He was a star when he played yeah. in, in Seattle. In Seattle. That's where he started. Then he went to Texas. Right. That failed. No, but and I he, mean, got, this he got bailed out in that trade. But that Seattle is where they need to go. Yeah. I agree. Basketball needs to be back in Seattle. They just right. got the Kraken for hockey. So That's right. I'm sure wherever the Kraken are playing, you know, I don't know. If it is the key arena. I haven't right. looked. But I'm just saying that it could be back. Let's just talk Wolves. I'll take Minnesota out of it. Let's just talk Wolves. Let's talk about the franchise. Whatever. They, if, if they turn into the Sonics or anything. You got talent. I don't know who's coaching. Who's coaching them now? I'll let you do a search on that. Real oh, quick. Yeah. Well, yeah, sir. yeah. Do a search on that real quick. Who's coaching them? Because they have been in some games. I've seen like some highlights where they were winning the game, and then like in the last five minutes, they blew the lead. So Towns' biggest complaint is the coaching turnover in, t- in Minnesota. Yeah. Ah, okay. And 
uh, it's hard to remember all the names of all this guy, but this last guy that we hired, he's, he comes out of, what was the Phoenix Suns, wherever he came out of, he's supposed to be this new guru guy, you know, as they all are. And then he gets accused of something, and now he's gone. Oh, and before my. that, we had the, the, the Skip guy, his son. Uh, oh, and so, big, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the gentleman who passed away, his son took his over. His son took over. Flip Saunders. Flip Saunders, yeah. yeah. And so there, it's just, you never know. And so Towns is like, I, I never know what direction this organization, organi- oh, yeah. organization is going. Finch is now the new guy. He probably won't stay. It'll be a new guy next year. It's just... Terrible. It's t- concentrate. It's it's the biggest mess of any organization in town. You just you look at it and you're just like, no fans show up to the games. It's just really sad. Right. Yeah, you would know it because you. I, I've never been, so fan, it's low attended. Low attended. You, you so get tickets for nothing. And the only, hey, people and the, go to see the other team. The other team, yeah. But hey, good and, team. And, and the only reason they're not at the bottom is Oklahoma's in their conference. <laughs> Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's the only reason they're not at the bottom. Well, yeah, it's all. We still got another what sixty six percent of the season left, oh, so plenty yeah. of time for Oklahoma City to catch up. Right, but let me talk about what I want to talk about on this thing. I heard just right one story I read where Alex Rodriguez is pursuing hit uh, Ben Simmons from Philadelphia. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just saying like I know Ben Simmons is kind of a head case right now, but what what you got currently isn't working. So why not try it? Well, who would you give up for? If you, Russell. a package of Gamble Russell. Because I was talking to him. Yeah, yeah. My but thing is, is if Philly, they're going to have to do something. Two, two, three first-round picks. Whatever. Probably take that. Right. If that keeps Cat there. But I don't know, like, would Cat work with Simmons? I, my thing is, I told him the other day, Simmons, okay, if he's not going to score, he could at least defend guards, which in the West, that's valuable. So if he can shut down or limit what, like, for example, um, the guards in the West would do, that might be... Yeah, no, that, that sounds pretty decent. As long as, as long as they don't have to give up Edwards. Correct. Got to keep Edwards. Got to keep Towns. And right. I, don't, I don't think Edwards is playing small forward or shooting guard. guard. Shooting guard. Ooh, yeah, because Philly needs shooting. But they have Maxi. Philly right. does. Which is really stepped Tobias up. Harris. So uh, you, hey, he don't show do up. Do you feel like he's kind of past his best days? Harris? Yeah. Yeah, he just he just don't show up when you need him. So maybe Philly, ship, ship him. First of all, I don't know. Yeah, no, we, we, we're talking about Minnesota. If, talking you, about, if I get into Philadelphia, I'm saying, get rid of Doc Rivers. He stinks. <laughs> I tell you that for years. I tell you, he's the worst. He, 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 he's the worst in-game adjustment coach. In, I, I think one of the worst. As right, because coach, he's the only coach to blow 3-3-1 three, three, yeah, leads. Yeah, and he what just don't know, say? He don't know how to make in-game adjustments. When, when other team makes adjustments on him, But everybody keeps saying he's such a great coach. No, he's not. He, the only reason he won in Boston, he had four... Hall of Fame, Hall of Famers on a team. Like stop, right? They would. I could have coached that team. You probably could have. And there would have been no difference. It was like, come on, this is really. And it probably brought the guys back again, but he couldn't do it. Right. He got a problem. No, a fact. But on Minnesota, like, does anybody want to coach there? Because Chris Finch, I'm not knocking this guy. I'm just thinking like, there's probably other guys out there that want to coach that could do better. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we got to see. I mean, but, like, yeah. owner, that's ownership. That's on ownership. They got to see what they want to do. Right. But like you said, out of the four major professional sport, they're at the bottom of the barrel. And no, I think the fans don't mind. Because they don't really care anyway. Let's go to a college game. <laughs> That's all. Let's go to another college game. I'd rather go to a college game than see the Timberwolves. Yeah, because it's like, do you feel like the only time they really had any buzz was when KG was there? Like once he was shipped out of town, it never really was the same. 
Yeah, absolutely. When KG was, he was, he brought energy. I mean, you wanted, yeah. you wanted to see him. He just was the face of the franchise. Then Kevin Love. He and was then same Kevin thing. Love. Yeah, Kevin Love, Ricky Rubio, they, they played well. But right. again, the team never really yeah. built around him. Now no. you got that same thing going on with Cat. He's producing, but no one's right. no one's helping him. But he's a he's the best player on the, the one of Bad. the worst teams. Yeah, and that's you know what that says. How good is he? You got to see him produce on other levels with other good players and see if he can still maintain. Yeah, I've what he always does. said Cat is a because you think about it too, right? Because you think about it, Kevin Love was a double double guy, great, and then you put him on. Cleveland, he does well, but he steps back because he was at one level. Everybody said, "Wow, superstar, going like this." But when he got to play with LeBron and these other guys and Kyrie, and right, then all of a sudden he's like the fourth guy. <laughs> so it's like, whoa, what happened to the Kevin Love we had in Minnesota? It changes because when you're in a small market, you're the big fish in a sm- small pond. You look great, but when you have to go and get into the ocean, all of a sudden there's some predators out there. <laughs> And they're and they're in an ocean with predators because exactly. they're in the Western Conference. Exactly, <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, hey, what is he going to do? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, well, you feel bad. You feel, I feel bad, bad for man, like that just, because you think he got. Yeah, he's yeah. a good guy. I know he's a good guy. You know, by hearing all the reports, people thinking off the court, great model in the community and everything like that. But he needs help. He needs help. I agree. Definitely. Let's but, move. Let's, let's move, move to Seattle. <laughs> move yeah, Seattle. that's the best help you can do. A new start. <laughs> it, it, it just might be. And speaking of moving, we're going to move to college teams okay. here, or, or other or the teams in Minnesota that you like. Obviously, the Golden Gophers stand out. But I mean, tell us a little bit about like other teams outside of the major four. Yeah, like the hockey guys you were telling me yeah. about. The other the other four schools other than Minnesota. Absolutely. And before I get to college, just to talk about other teams in town. Are you guys getting into soccer at all? Because now we got like, Minnesota like United. M- MLS. Oh, right. MLS, yeah. Wow. Insight. Thank you. Tell Thank us about tell it. Tell us about it. Man. So I never thought watching a soccer game on the TV was any fun, but going to one of those games, they make it really entertaining. Mm. I mean, it's kind of a stand-up, doing all sorts of fun stuff in the crowd while okay. the whole game's going on. I mean, it's it's a good time, and it's in the summer again. So. And what's the, what's, the, what's the team's name? Minnesota United. They're the Loons. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. I would definitely if you get to Minnesota. I'm gonna take you to a soccer game. It is yeah. a good time. Yeah, we make it. And then you got to give a shout out to the Lynx. Uh, you yeah, know, they're yeah, the, the one team that is a dynasty. Is 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 Meyer <laughs> is Maya coming back? I don't think so. <laughs> but you think she's done? <laughs> I think she's probably she's done. Just retired. But uh, they, they gave us all such a good. I mean, what did they have like five, six championships? I mean, yeah, it's every Maya year. Moore is like she. She's good. Yeah, she, she's, she's one of the best to ever play. Right. Of uh, the team won the WNBA title in 2011, 13, 15, and 17. That was a good run. Man, that's that amazing. was a, And they, yeah. you know, of course, they're always saying, you know, they, they weren't getting the love and, you know, they're the only team winning and all that. You know, that's true. But they did make it interesting. And, and they were packing out the stadium more than the Timberwolves did. So I, I got to give them some love. Well, thank you for doing that, Reppin'. Definitely. Wow. Okay. That, yeah. Now, you, since you told me a major side, they're, they're in fifth. They're in fifth out west. We have a decent club. Yeah. And the other good team is in Seattle. My sister lives in Seattle. And so when that uh, that game happens, she flies out to Minnesota, and it's a lot of fun. We mm. have a good time. Okay. That's, amazing, That's a good brother. day. Thank you for telling us about that. That's good. Yeah, appreciate that. How can we forget that, Daryl? Soccer. Major League <laughs> Soccer, man. That's, a, I, that's, that's building up. It is building up. And we up. keep holding back. 
nobody's going to hear I about I mean, it. around the world, soccer is it's, king. He's king, yeah. And now, I think in America, we're starting to see, it's not just four major sports, there's a fifth. Right. I think soccer's up and coming. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken. I do, and, and, and yeah. nothing against MLS, but... Like we're talking about national team, right? Like we're talking about U.S. men's national team. Much Our best players got to be in, in Europe. I mean, nothing against MLS. I just right. I think the MLS is more like you know next next tier, and then like a lot of yeah. But they're getting past their they're prime much, they're much better than they were. It probably is better though. Right. I I would just you say have, like you actually getting players. Yeah. 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 Second tier European players are coming, and yeah. South American players are coming. And that's up. not not to knock it. I'm just trying no. to say like for example like. You know, just classic Landon Donovan, right? Like, for he played at Everton one time. But, like, if your better players, American players, are playing in the MLS, when you get to the World Cup, you're going to be shook. Because yeah. that European, like, the, the, the all those leagues, the UEFA's and all that, is just another level. So I'm just trying to say, like, I want to see – I think our – speaking of soccer, I think our men's national team is going to make some noise going forward. But you got to be able to see those guys that you're going to be going up against at that world-class level. Um, so that's what I like to see for our players doing that. But I do like seeing MLS being built up, and I hope that maybe at some point we can continue to climb to the to the heights of these South American and European clubs. Put it on your radar; it won't disappoint. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Because you can see, man, they got what? Ooh, they got a lot of teams in here. They got twenty-seven teams. So that means twenty-seven cities. Man, that's pretty. It's good. a lot of players. Yeah, and it's these are comfortable conditions. Um, they Twins pay, ownership pay you pretty the... good here. Soccer, yeah. soccer team in town, and they got a brand new stadium in St. Paul. Mm. It's a lot of good stuff with the sports in Minnesota. Okay, yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing your experience and your, right. you know, your knowledge and insight on the city. But, and yeah, but that was that. just on that, like you said, then the professional side. But I still want to hear what he thinks about that. You know, the hockey five. You oh know, yeah, just so, you know, the last thing on um, the college hockey and like just Minnesota college. Yeah, I mean, again, Minnesota is all about hockey, mm-hmm. and we have five Division One hockey teams in the state of Minnesota. And last year, uh, 16 teams make it into the tournament. Five of them, all five are Minnesota. It's the first time we've ever done it. But all five of them made it into the tournament. Three of them makes it to the final four, the frozen four we call it, but we didn't win at all. Not a Minnesota team takes the championship, which is kind of sad knowing that we had a (laughs) three-quarters of a chance to have it. it. But uh, it it was a good year for Minnesota hockey. Um, the Gophers, uh, the football team, you got to go way back, but they did have some championships back in the day. There, there used to be some like in the fifties, but there used to be some solid mm-hmm. football teams. Lately, the only hope we got is we got to put our hope in PJ Fleck. This mm-hmm. guy is high energy guy. He's recruiting. Yeah. He's bringing in talent. Mm-hmm. We're getting players that are going from our team to the NFL, and you start seeing that. That's going to start bringing in Come more on. recruits. They're going to say, right. "I can go to Minnesota." Get recognized. We ended up on a game day. I mean, Minnesota hasn't done that in years where you're, you're getting primetime coverage. Wow. You're getting the ESPN people to show up and cover your cover your game. So we're seeing some good things, uh, but this year it's just... Did Lee Corso put the um, gopher head on? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he did. <laughs> yeah, it's his thing. Yeah, who, who did he go with that day? Did he put <laughs> right. the gopher head on? So, man, okay, that's good. All right, Daryl. Awesome. So, speaking of college, we're, we're going to shift right there. We're going to talk about the college football playoff. I think the latest rankings just dropped in for this week. And uh, we'll kind of talk about where the teams are at and uh, the games that uh, orchestrated what you see uh, in the top 25 and then some matchups to, to look forward to 
in terms of uh, what's going to set the course uh, for, for, for even more uh, future rankings. But uh, I actually was pretty accurate on what I thought would happen. I think the committee did a very good job. I think he's um, are accurate, uh, according to my estimation. But, um, Dad, I think you have a, a different opinion on that. Um, let's talk about it. Yeah, really. Hey, like we usually go over how was the matchups and stuff like that. What happened? I I, I really truly believe that. Um, no, I'm not gonna be like oh, biased because I'm an Alabama guy. But the thing, I'm gonna be biased. It's like I think Alabama should still be number two because they didn't lose. And the thing is, um, I feel that yeah, Ohio State really played well. But speculation comes out: Is Michigan State really that good? I mean, they got the 56 ranked defense. They're terrible on defense. And, Alabama, and, and Ohio State explored it and, and did destroy them. And the thing is, how do you give up seven touchdowns in the first half and don't score? Something's wrong. That means you're not as good as you said. I don't, it, you're not going to do that with a Georgia or an Alabama. Or, I don't even think you do with most of the teams in the SEC. But the thing up to give up 49 points in the first half, 49 nothing. And then you're going to try to say they were the seven friends. Now, only thing I have to say, the committee had something right. When I kept arguing the first three weeks is, how do you put Michigan in front of Michigan State when Michigan State beat Michigan? That just tells me this upcoming week is very important because if Michigan lay an egg, it just tells me the Big Ten stinks. <laughs> and they're not as good as people think. And I'm just right, telling you, then that would be, it, uh, the only way the Giants to, are falling. I think the only way the Big Ten get legitimate props if Minis- if uh, Michigan wins that game, because if Ohio State goes in there and racks them up by 30 points, Harbaugh should be fired, and it just brings it, it just says the Big Ten is not as strong as we thought they were. That's what it's going to come down to, because you could see them all falling down like lame ducks. All of them. Iowa, we've yeah, seen them take, a, take exactly. a jump. Penn State. Penn State, same thing. Right. They were in the top. Now, Michigan State. Michigan State took a jump. Boom. Um, you know, so in Purdue, then, uh, when they had to go, after they, hey, they surprised. No, don't get us wrong. Right. They surprised Iowa and took Iowa down, which was a good win. Then, if I'm not mistaken, who did they take on? The second, Their second upset was? Who's this? Penn, um, Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. They, uh, they beat Iowa, and then they uh, also beat Penn State. Correct. So that just shows you that, hey, and then and what happened, it gave Ohio State no, they credence to go in to say, oh, we ain't going to let them sneak up on us, and they destroyed them. So I, I'm, I really believe, no, I think the committee has made it harder in this aspect by putting Ohio State above Alabama. The reason why I think that, Derek, not because I'm an Alabama guy, but just say, for example, right now, everybody in college football is saying Georgia is number one by far. They got a big gap. It's like Georgia, then now you drop down to Ohio State and Alabama. What happens if Alabama runs the table and beat Georgia? Are you going to put Ohio State above a one-loss Georgia who was so much better that every announcer has said? You got a problem. Correct. Uh, to answer your question. Yeah. Um, if Alabama runs the table and Ohio State runs the table, no, Alabama would be number one. Why? Because that win against Georgia says more than any other win that Ohio State could win. Does that make sense? Yeah, so then where do Georgia go? Three. Why would they? But Georgia, that means Georgia have a one-loss Georgia and a one-loss Ohio State, and they're saying that Georgia is 
far better than every team in college football. Correct, but they have to continue to prove it. Because right. my thing is, your argument is only as good uh, as it is as it currently stands. But if you go out there and get curb stomped, then all of a sudden you, you're not what we think you are. So Georgia, that could happen. We're not saying it. We're saying Georgia is by far the best because they haven't lost yet. Right. But if they go out there and get smashed by Alabama, yeah, then we're going to think different. Like even a close game, even correct. if they lost a close no, game to Alabama, close games, close games can, uh, maintain your respect. Getting blown out, you lose respect. Right. I, I try to say I'm going to just answer your question a little bit. I said two schools must love bungee jumping. And that must be, in, in my mind for this week, that's Michigan State and Wake Forest because, boy, those teams took huge dips. Right. You know, but my thing is this. When I turn on the television on Saturday just to watch the um, the game of the week, which I thought should have been the game of the week, which was Michigan State and Ohio State, I, I, I thought, is this Michigan State or is this Michigan Community College? Why is the score 28 nothing and it's not even the end of the first quarter? You know, this is a this is supposed to be a top matchup because Michigan State was ranked seventh. Right. You, to just get bullied like that, or it, it was it was it was a type of score that you expect from a school like we talked about, like when Alabama has to play New Mexico State. It's not for Alabama; it's for that school to get some recognition. Right. So Michigan a State fated. looked like correct. Like Michigan State looked like one of those schools. You're not supposed to lose like that. No. It was horrible. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, like they had the nation leading rusher. Yeah, and he, he was had held 25 yards. Correct, and then like really? I'm thinking that hurts his NFL prospect. My thing is this: like, I, you you can't run the ball, man. Right. Like, and Ohio State is not known for their defense; it's their no, offense. it's their offense. That's, right. We're, so we're giving Ohio have, State yeah. respect because they can score, right? But we don't know if they can stop anybody, right? You know, and so that's that's the thing that like concerns me with them. Uh, I think that they got the ranking because at the time, Michigan State being ranked seventh, right? Yeah. And then Arkansas being ranked 21st. So it's a 14 team, like 14 spot ranking difference. Right. And then the team that was ranked number four smashes the team that was ranked number seven when the team that was ranked number two wins, but does, like it was a close win. Right. And But the thing like, is, I'm sitting on my I totally team. agree. But the, with the committee, what I'm trying to say here is kind of like um, that Arkansas team. Would probably be the from sixteen down. I agree, but my so but yet 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 they lost to the number two team in the country and they dropped them from twenty one to twenty five. That's crazy. You're it's not it's no team in the top sixteen that could be. I I think Arkansas could be any one of those. Well, my thing is this: if there was a game, I'm not I'm not a gambling person. But if I had to say like. If it was Arkansas at Clemson this week, I'll take Clemson. I would. I, right now? It was Arkansas at Houston? I'm taking Houston. But it depends where it is. Now, if it's in Arkansas, I mean, because you know college football is one sport where home advantage tends to really, like, be a difference because these are college kids. You, you, are you talking about the Clemson team this year? But that I team should... played their best game last this, week. That right. was a But what I'm trying to say is sometimes this teams click at a certain point. We're going to talk about NFL. But they couldn't point. stop. What I'm trying to say here, if you watch, I watch SEC and I yeah. watch ACC. ACC stinks. They're worse than the Big Ten. I'm telling you for a fact, Arkansas would beat Clemson this year. I, I would say it depends where that game's played. That's Put it in a neutral site. I put it in. Okay. I play in Clemson. Maybe they'll play in a bowl game for all we know. No, right. we can settle the score. <laughs> <laughs> and they're close enough in ranking. Yeah. But let's let's talk about. Okay, I'm happy Cincinnati finally cracked the top four. Yes, I am too. Now I don't want it to be kind of like a you know silly rabbit tricks are for kids kind of thing. 
where you give them this hope that like all they got to do is take care of business and right. then you rip them out of the that's top four. That's what they've four. been saying, though. Yeah, if you do that, that's just kind of wrong, man. Like, like my thing is this: they, I think Cincinnati's way of it, getting it is like you got to hope certain things line up, right? No, like, like Cincinnati is rooting for Ohio State this weekend because Michigan State is is competing. Like they're looking at that Michigan, you mean? Michigan, right? Uh, also, like Cincinnati's going to be rooting for Georgia. They don't want Alabama to win because they need a spot. And if they have like a lot of big power five teams with like coin toss right. opportunity, like they want a clear cut for the power, they want a clear cut power five three teams, and then they have the fourth. Right. That's what they want. Oh yeah, that's what Cincinnati want. Right. But the thing is, most fans want the best four teams to be there. And right now, I don't care what anyone says. Like I said, I can be biased with Alabama. So Alabama, a three loss Alabama team is better than Cincinnati. I'm telling you that. I agree. I, w- I agree. So the thing is, is it right to punish a school because they got three losses and you know they're better than a team that plays Houston, plays um, Tulsa, Tulsa, plays um, Eastern play? Carolina this uh, week, SMU, SMU. Come on. Yeah, it, I agree with you because here's the thing. Tulane, uh, come on. Cincinnati is like we talk about guinea pigs, right? If you're the first to try something. Yeah. If they, like, the only other team I look at as guinea pig was, like, Notre Dame. And we've seen how that went. Right. So, Notre Dame's ranked sixth. But I'm like, man, everybody knows what's going to happen. Because we, these boys Yeah, you're smacked. sitting here and stuff. Like, you've seen Notre Dame. They get into the playoffs and they and get beat by 30 points every Every year. time. It's like, why every are they time. keep putting it? Because you got a lot because of Irish fans out there. Right. And they want them in there because they got, they, you know what? They sell tickets. Correct. That's the main reason the committee wants money. Because... Notre Dame should not be ranked where they're at. Yeah, the only other team I can think of is a power five team. Washington, remember they put Washington one time? They played and Alabama. They, and they got blown out. Blown out. They scored the first touchdown, and, and then, then they never scored like 48 straight. Yeah. And so if Cincinnati gets in, and they get run, anybody who's a mid-major? They already know what their fate is. Right. Right. Do whatever you do next year, we're always going to point to that game and say, right. hey, one of you. We try to give it to you. We want to try to give you some love, and this is what you did. Right. So, I think the solution is they got to go to eight. I agree. Or 12. Or 12. 12. They're talk- the 12 point is like the first to top four, they get a bye, and they would host. Right. The only hang-up was that is like the top four, they were saying, well, then we could go to a bowl game or do something like that. No. They need to just do what they were going to do. The five through um, eight would be the home team in the first round, and then the top four teams should have host one home game. Right. And why punish – a top four team that you don't get your fans at your stadium. Yeah, that's just all right. they they need to clarify that because again it's money. They're thinking that oh, we do bowl. The bowls are old school. Yeah. Now players they don't even care about those things right now. No, if you're not playing bowl. for if you're not playing for a it, championship, you don't care. You don't really care. You show up, you get a watch, you get a, a Nintendo Switch. Set. You know, you get something and it's a <laughs> gift and everybody say, okay, good, great. You get, you know, a life, you know, a, a year's supply of Chick-fil-A. The ch- Chick-fil-A ball. You get the Chick-fil-A <laughs> ball, we give you a, 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 a cart, you can go to Chick-fil-A for a year, you know, and get whatever you want. That's what these players get nowadays. It's a joke. It's serious. You know, if you don't win it, get into that final four, boom, it means no, it makes no difference. And the coaches feel the same way because they get big bonuses. And plus, leagues, hey, every time your team gets up there, that whole conference gets a paycheck. You're talking about millions of dollars that if your guy gets limited. That's why it's so big with these commissioners to make sure they put certain teams in is because they're banking on money. 
And that's what it's all about. So what I was trying to say, the main argument I had, it kind of messes up everything with that pit, like that juggling. If Alabama do run the table, beats Georgia, who's supposed to be the best team clear, then you got a problem. Do Alabama jump to one? Or do they yes. or they put out Ohio State one? If no. Ohio State wins. No. It depends how they win. Yeah. Like if Ohio State just beats everybody that is like the they beat Michigan by like forty. They Not saying be, they would. I'm just saying. Let me yeah. let me let me, ahead, let me sorry, lay this sorry, out. Sorry. If, if they go out to if they go up to Ann Arbor and destroy Michigan, yeah, and then they play most likely Wisconsin, yeah, and they destroy Wisconsin, yeah. they'll be number one. Yeah. But if they have close wins and like Alabama's win is cl- close, right, and they went out, they'll be number one. So then that means just say for example in that aspect, Michigan is blown out, so they're out of the picture. Then right. they're going to try to squeeze Notre Dame in here somehow. Cincinnati wins out. So Cincinnati stays at four. So that means SEC championship game is just going to be a preview for the following week when they got to play in, in three weeks because there's a three-week gap. Georgia and Alabama again, repeat. That's if bad. My, that's bad for college. Georgia football. won't play Alabama until if they if that's the second go, it won't be until the final. It's going to be a one no. and a three. How they will not know? do. They will not do one four. That's, that is what I'm trying to say. It's going to be one If three. Ohio State is one, that means Georgia and Alabama wow. be going to be three, two, two and three. Or because you're or, not going to put a Georgia one loss Georgia team behind a Cincinnati. No, what they're going to do, yeah. and this is what Ohio State doesn't want. If they they're going to do one or three or two or four, they will not let. I don't know. Could be wrong. It hasn't happened. I just don't see them lining them up in the first in the semifinal. You mean Alabama Georgia? Yeah, I don't. I do not think that the committee is going to make that a semifinal. That's going to be a final. If they, if they, they would have to win their semifinal game to play each other a second time. Right. So it's either they're either going to be lined up one three or two four. That's how I see it. Now, if you're Ohio State and you are number one, they right. put you there, and you got to play Georgia. either Georgia or Alabama at four in semifinal. You, you essentially got screwed. Yeah. By so by exactly. doing good, you got screwed. <laughs> right. So I don't think they want that. Yeah, but guess what? That's why that is the reason I said they will have to. They they, they got to put Alabama back at two. They Correct. have to because Correct. if they don't, we got a problem. Because the thing is, what you just said is going to happen. Because if Ohio State go to one, Cincinnati's staying at four because Cincinnati is not going to go over Correct. an Alabama team that won or a Georgia team. That I lost. have bad news for Notre Dame. I don't think they're going to get in because they lost to Cincinnati, Cincinnati. at home. Right. So. My thing is this: if Cincinnati's not getting in, they're not getting in because it just can't. Right. So that so that eliminates that situation. So that means Ohio State is going to be two and going to have to play Georgia. Yeah, that's what it, it's going to have to be. Well, everybody wants to see Ohio State play Georgia because they want to see that top ranked defense against a top ranked offense. So some way, somehow, whether that's a semifinal matchup or a final matchup. Now, here's the thing. Ideally, the committee wants Georgia to beat Alabama, right? Yeah. Eliminate Alabama. Correct. Georgia be one, Ohio State two. They hope they win their semifinals, see each other in the championship. Right. That's what they want. But should Alabama win, it creates a little chaos. Yes. And then they're going to have to figure out how they're going to line the teams up. Exactly. That's my argument. Let me not forget one last thing before we shift to the NFL. Or uh, talk about matchups before we shift to the NFL. But um, – Big 12, Oklahoma State, or Oklahoma, do they, do they got a chance? Each of these teams just have a loss. They're going to play o- each other. The, 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 only one has a ch- the only one who has a chance is Oklahoma State. Correct. So if Oklahoma State wins. Runs the table. They gotta, but they got to just run the table. They're in the seven spots. They're close. I think they got to dominate to make a case. 
only thing I think is going to help them if Ohio State blows out them. Um, Michigan. Michigan. Because the thing is, Michigan is gone then. So then, that, and then you got, like you said, Oklahoma State and Notre Dame. Correct. And so, then Notre, they're going to say, well, we won the we yeah. won the Big 12. Noted what they did. They, they're independent. Right. So, what, so what Oklahoma State needs, they need Georgia to win to eliminate Alabama. They need Ohio State to win to eliminate Michigan. Then you say, for example, then you have those two in, right? Now we're talking about two other spots. So they'll probably give it to Cincinnati at that point. And then there's that fourth spot. So I think the only way Oklahoma State can leapfrog Notre Dame and get in is they gotta they have to have not just close wins, they gotta really control the wins against Oklahoma and then Baylor, which would be the Big Twelve. Right. And you have a big tight then you're twelve and one with a with a Big Twelve power conference five conference belt. Yeah, right. You gotta you have an argument to make. Yeah. And I think that would say more than what Notre Dame could say, and then Alabama and Michigan are out of the picture. Right. I think that's your only scenario. Yeah. So, but again, we we say this, but even a two-loss Alabama team is better than all the th- four or five teams behind in the top ten. I agree. It's just it's now that, it's like, that uh, would just make a string for the this. committee to have to say a two-loss Alabama team still gets in the final four. You're going to get so many people arguing, but then they, like, but in reality, if you had reality, you just say, but Alabama's better. I agree. Now, it's like your blessing is your curse. Alabama top recruits, you're always going to be in it, but you play in the SEC, so it's it's right. kind of hard. It's not like you play in a cupcake conference. Right. And they play in the SEC West, which is like every one of those teams are ranked at the beginning of the school year. Right. Uh, it makes it tough. It, it makes it tough. Most people don't have that. Right. That's that's what I'm trying to say. So it's, it's like, like you have the best runner in the race, but you start at the back of the pack kind of thing. So yeah. it's kind of like you're... Yeah, that's yeah. what they have to deal with. So okay. we'll see how it plays out. Let's talk about just briefly picks on the games this week. I got a hey, let's have TJ here. With TJ, yeah. TJ, I don't know. Yeah. What do you um, think about this upcoming week matchup? Ohio, the big one, Ohio State at Michigan. What do you see? Well, I mean, that's the game of the week for me, being from Big Ten school and everything. Uh, obviously, uh, I really want to see uh, Ohio State crush Michigan just because I hate Michigan fans. They are just the most annoying people I've ever met. So I can't wait for that to happen. And after that, you know, it's all gravy. Okay. All right. So you're going Ohio State. Ohio State all the way. What you got? I would love to see Ohio State lose. But they're going to go in and crush them in, in Michigan. I think Ohio State wins. You know what? I always pick Ohio State over Michigan. Always. Because... Jim's just never done it, no. and it's a pattern. He ain't gonna do it again. You know what? And this is his last chance to do it. No, I think this is less. I think this is his last best chance to do it. Right. You're at home. You're in a position where you win. You're really in the playoffs. Good team. You know, and and he's in always a soft been. Conference. I mean, I like Jim. <laughs> you know, like uh, when I was a kid, Jim wrote me a letter, and yeah. uh, I have it saved. And so it's like I've always rooted for the guy, but he's always been in a situation where he played, coached, where he's always just like just outside. Of where you want to be. Okay. Almost made it to the Super Bowl uh, with the Niners. Almost won the Super Bowl. Now with Michigan, almost in the playoff. Just for the heck of it, I'm going to go Michigan. But this is the one time I'm going to do it, Jim. It's the one time I'm going to do it, Michigan. Just don't disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Number nine, Ole Miss against Mississippi State. Very uh, A lot of offense is going to be in this game, but I'm saying Ole Miss. Same. I got to say the same, too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Number three, Alabama at Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Alabama. They know they got to win. 
Bobnix is not playing. That was right. my one thing. They don't. I don't know. It's Auburn. Weird things happen there, but right. It's, a, it's, Alabama, a, it's an Iron Bowl. It's a rivalry game. Yeah. I'm an Alabama guy, and like you said, weird things happen. Put it this way: in Alabama, being from Alabama, this is what happens. You get up. You can lose to everybody, but you beat Alabama. You get, you had an excellent season. Correct. So that's what it is. And then coming playing with a backup quarterback, you never know. You, right. You, I mean, you, you can have a you can have a great situation. Exactly. You know, because like Caleb Williams. You're, you're preparing you know? all season for Bo Nix because you know what he brings and what he does. But you're not right. Right. And then now you got to get acclimated to these backups, and it, it changes the whole dynamic. But the thing is, Alabama just got to hold their destiny and just play what they do. If the defense can hold up what they got to do, the offense is going to score. That's all it is. And now, that's what we're talking about. Like, they talking about Ohio State's offense. I put Alabama's offense against Ohio State anytime. It might happen soon. Yeah. And you know what? As a result, I just think, like, we've had the can back. We've had the kick six. A lot of weird things with, with this rivalry. Yeah. I just think Alabama's a little bit more. They've been edging. Yeah. And I think they just edge one more week and get this win. What do you think? Well, you, you can't bet against Alabama. I mean, there's just no way you're doing that. I mean, you're taking Alabama. But – Hey, I'd love to see Auburn go ahead and do it. That yeah. would be a great hey, day. If they do, I'd be like, Pfft. it'd be like, yo, my season's over. I don't <laughs> care who wins a national championship. But yeah. it, that's just what it is, you know. And then you got that last one, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Well, let, let me let me not uh, let me not let's go with that one. I want to save the best for, for you, buddy. But Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State, man, I'm riding. I'm I, I'm on the cowboy. I'm I'm, I'm on the horse. I got my lasso. Go Cowboys. What do you got? Oklahoma's going to win this game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think Oklahoma's going to They're going to go in there and upset them? Yep. Good stuff. What do you think, Teach? <laughs> i got to watch this one to see what happens. Uh, gotcha. I'm so going to say Oklahoma State, but it's too close for me to call. Right. I, I just got a funny feeling Oklahoma's just going to say, this is our state. Sorry. Yeah. Speaking of states, uh, UNC's visiting NC State. What you see in that one? Not, not a great game. A lot of not offense, I think. Because both teams have scored. Who got anybody. the ball last? Yeah. Um, give, me the wolf, give, me, give me the Wolfpack. You're going, you're going Tar Heels? Yeah. I'm going Wolfpack. Um, Matt Brown just got him. Just say, go, guys. We don't have nothing to lose. The score. There you go. Number four, Cincinnati at East Carolina. <laughs> they know this is their only hope to get in. They're going to blow them out. Yeah, I agree. Great. Yeah. Sounds good. Two more. Number 16, Iowa at Nebraska. Nebraska's going to get a big win this a signature no. win this year at home? No. I don't think so either. Iowa's got it. Iowa's, is, yeah, they're the team to beat. And then finally, number 14, Wisconsin at your Golden Gophers in Minnesota. The axe is coming back. I, I can't bet against my Gophers. They're going to go ahead and beat them. <laughs> I would love to see that. I would love to see that. But, Come on, Daryl. Yeah, let's go Minnesota. Yeah. You know what? I don't have the the Gopher Buddy mascot, but if I did, I'd throw it on right now. Gophers in an upset. All right. Over the Badgers. Good stuff. Good. That was a good run on uh, college football for the week. Enjoy the games. And we will cover more next week as we get ready for championship week. But now we're in the NFL. We're going to run down what happened in week 11, preview week 12, and we'll shut it down for today. So we start out with the blowout. Of the week, the shutout. Patriots dominate the Falcons. Your thoughts on that? Where was the, did the Falcons show up? I don't know. Yeah, that cost me in my fantasy, man. That kicker got a minus one. Young Hayko. Cool. Yeah, I mean, how do you get a minus? 
What? You, you, you're telling me you can't even get no field goal? Nope. No. Come on. This is terrible. Falcons uh-huh. stink. <laughs> they do, man. Yeah, they're terrible. Matt Ryan's done. Right. He needs to retire. <laughs> <laughs> and then they take him out. The quarterback that comes in behind him is, um, who's my boy? Who came in? He came in right behind him. Um, who, who's their backup? Come on. Whoever it is, he's terrible. He comes in, he throws an interception. Oh, it was uh, my boy, Rosen. He comes in, oh, first pass, boom, interception. Okay, coaches was like, oh, man, this is Smith. He was like, come on, he's came in. Okay, let's put Franks in. First pass, interception. I was like, come <laughs> on. He was like, you see the coach was going crazy on the sideline. Like, really? Do I right. have a – do I have – you don't you don't have quarterback because no. Matt Ryan is terrible. He's past his prime. He can't do it. And then they have no backups. No. Sorry. And I love – I like Rosen. But Rosen, I don't know what's up with him, man. But Right. And then Felipe Franks comes in and throws – I mean, both their first pass. Now I understand why the New England Patriots defense had 36 points. Exactly. How you win in your fantasy week. <laughs> exactly. It was like crazy. It was like unbelievable. Unreal. Speaking now, of fantasy, the shocker, your, shocker yeah, of the week. Exactly, is is the fact that another player that probably won your fantasy week, Jonathan Taylor, goes into Buffalo wow. and, man, do you run a marathon? Because he had five touchdowns. I mean, good grief. <laughs> yeah. And he had close to, uh, what, 200 yards? Yeah, Frank Wright coming back to uh, – and, but, to his old but, hometown, but, Buffalo? But I picked them. You did. I told you that. And you said, yeah. I said, I just thought they Bills are in desperation. No, I said they and... would run on them, and they sure did. Oh, my goodness. It was, like, terrible. Uh, Jonathan Taylor right now front runner for NFL MVP? If the Colts make the playoffs? Or I don't know. Like, Yeah, he got, he's in a running. I would say he's in a run. He's in a top three. Yeah, that's a good place to put him. Um, what's wrong with the Bills? Their offense is not clicking. Their defense is slacking. If if they shockingly miss the postseason, which is a possibility, Sean McDermott, no, really, I think so. What's what what's the issue? Because you said this is a team projected to make the Super Bowl. If you don't make the playoffs, something's got to change. Right. What's what's got to change? They're gonna get rid of the coordinator. Yeah. Okay. They gotta do something. Um, Ravens. Borrow line from Danny Green. Go ahead. They are who we thought they were. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. Because they aren't what they thought they were. I thought this was a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. And, and when they beat Kansas City, the way they beat Kansas City, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Buffalo, airheaded. And right. Since then, man, it's been a, been been bad. Tell yeah, tell two stories. Yeah, one wasn't clicking, one's clicking. Now. I mean, this is a team that lost the Jaguars. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's not it's not good. Um, Ravens-Bears, that was an ugly game. Ugly game. Um, Jackson didn't play, hurt my fantasy. So boom, done. Yeah, Huntley, their backup, did just enough to get the win. Just and that's enough. all you care about is, all. is the W when you're in contention. And then you also Fields got hurt. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully he gets he gets better. Another ugly game, Lions at Browns. Oh yeah, I told you Browns are not good. No. You know, and and did, did the Browns win the game or did Detroit lose the game? Well, we know Detroit. They're going to play their part in losing the game. Right. But my thing is, if you're Browns, you're thinking, like, the way they just had lost, coming to this game, you got to dominate the Lions. 13-10, just won. And they just won at the end of the game. I right. Think, like I said. Baker Mayfield didn't shake his hand, nobody's hands, didn't talk to reporters. Uh, in a win, what's going on with him? And, uh, like I always tell you from the beginning, you're a Baker Mayfield fan because you're out there living out there in Cleveland area. He ain't good. I'm telling you. He's just a mini average quarterback. Right. With super amount of talent. Right. He's, a, if it He's for, essentially if a Chubb, not nice if, Kirk Cousins. If, right. If, and if, <laughs> right. And if Chubb wasn't on that team, oh boy. they probably have two wins this year. Two or three wins. That's it. Right. Their defense haven't played as well as I expected either. 
No, they have Because I picked them to win that conference. Remember the division? Thing? Because they have the talent right. to win it, but they don't have the heart to win it. No, it, yeah. And they got to figure everything else out quick. Yeah. Um, speaking of shocker, Texans over the Titans. Did the Titans finally just no. reality hit or what just happened? No, no. It was just, did you see the, the um, stat line? Tannehill had almost 400 yards. Then what happened? It's interceptions in the end zone. Turnovers. It was turnovers. five turnovers, right? Exactly. And that was the difference in that yeah. game. It was turnovers. They didn't turn the ball over. They, they, they won the game. Up. Yeah. Packers-Vikings was the thriller of the week. Hey, Your Vikings, man. That's all we asked the Vikings to do is to go ahead and take care of the Packers. Another game. You look at the stats. I, if I'm not mistaken, yardage pass for this past week, Rodgers was one, Kirk Cousins was two. It was a great game. It was a game. It was a lot yeah. of things. Like, it was no defense. No defense. Right. Good okay. for the Vikings, man. If, like I say, whatever happens. But they're 5-5. 5-5. Five and five. Five five and five. Five. You yeah. get that win against the Packers at home, that feels yeah. good, man. And we got to face the Packers one more time. Right. Go ahead and take that one. Yeah. We'll see what happens. See what happens. Maybe make a little playoff run. Exactly. Dolphins, Jets. Typical. Yeah. Right. Dolphins win. Dolphins win. Jets are not good. Right. Uh, Saints at Eagles. Eagles are, are peaking, man. Right, right. Jalen Hurts is playing a lot better than expected. Right. So they did their job, got the W. They don't need to look for a quarterback. What they need to look for is offensive line or defensive back. Correct. I 100% draft. agree. Yeah. Uh, Washington at Pan- Panthers. I-, I-, I was disappointed with this one. It was, it- it was Cam's ho- homecoming. What did I tell you? I, I picked it. Yeah, and I I, I, picked, I, it. I picked Panthers, and-, and I was looking good. But my thing is this. The Panthers... Defense, you know, has played him big in some spots. You know, they you got know what the wins. problem is? Cam takes away from McCaffrey. But Cam had a beautiful pass to McCaffrey. I know. To tie but, the game. But my thing is, this, the number one disappointment in this game is the Panthers' defense had been trending. They brought in Stephon Gilmore. Granted, I know he's not the Patriots' Stephon Gilmore anymore, but they still have pieces. That's I know right. is Horn not playing? The rookie. Right. That's why so, Belichick got rid of. But I, I understand. But my thing is this: he gave up twenty-seven on at home right. to yeah, but you know what a the, mediocre you know, offense. The biggest disappointment of that thing was, which you know, like as a professional, at the end of the game, game's over. Players and coaches are from both teams going across each other, and Cam is walking right by Rivera. And Rivera had to say something. Then he turned around and acted like and gave him the fake hug. <laughs> yeah, because he probably was just because he's mad at him because how he cut got rid of him and stuff like that, and he didn't forget it yet, you know. And that's what the deal is, right? Yeah, and he didn't even try to pick him up in Washington. But, yeah, but hey, okay, here we go. Niners, Jacks, blowout, blowout. Bosa, man, I think that guy is amazing. He's a boss. Both yeah, Nick Bosa, but Nick is better than. You think Nick's better than Joe? Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Worst right. game of the week? Bengals. Bengals at Raiders. Raiders. That was terrible. Raiders are in a free fall. Yeah, terrible game. Good for the Bengals to get Bengals a win. get a win, but they just got a win. They're still not right. No. Something's wrong. Cowboys at Chiefs? Loved it. They shut them down. I mean, they their defense is playing good. But my thing is this. How's the uh, 19 Chief, points for the Chiefs? You the feel Chief, like that could be doing The Chiefs, they sacked what, my man, seven times? In one game, seven times? I think they, they had. Well, Chris Jones? Yeah, Chris Jones and the other guy. They, together, I think they got like seven sacks. Right. Prescott didn't know what to do. So. and then, But you got to realize, Cooper was out. Uh, Lamb went out with a concussion. And then he stopped. Um, what's my boy's name? Zeke. He yeah. stopped him, so. All right. 
Cardinal Seahawks, ugly Terrible, game. Ugly game. Colt McCoy beating you on the road. What's going on in Seattle, man? They're not good. They're just not good. Yeah, so Russell should have. I think Russell Russell rushed back. He, he rushed back. Yeah, he should just stayed out. Yeah, and it's kind of like it's not like they're missing people. No, like what's going like what's going on with Carroll? Do you think it's end of the road or like what's what's got to no, what's no. got to change? He's one of those guys that in the system. He can talk to the owners and he's there. He ain't going nowhere. Man, man, Lockett looked older than I thought. Man, I said when he took his helmet off, I said, man, I got more hair than him. Jeez, <laughs> man, I said, what's up, Lockett, man? You don't look to have no bald head. Right, he's not even and, thirty, and, right? Yeah, and his hairline was fading. I was like, jeez, I'm feeling. You, you start feeling good now. I was like, man, I got an afro. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> man, that was terrible. I was like, come on, jeez. Yeah, man, they're 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 not looking good. And the other game, what, what happened to Steelers? Steelers? Oh, they they came back. You got yeah, they nervous. came back, but man, they, I saw. I looked at. It, I said thirty-four to ten. Pick. Finally got a pick right, and then all of a sudden they're down 34-37. I'm like, right, <laughs> Eckler, but Eckler got forty-one points, man, in the fantasy, and I lost by sixteen. And the other, and John Yards gave me my first loss in fantasy oh. because Eckler ends up with. I was like, man, I was I was ten and zero, and then I was like, I lost because Eckler got forty-one points, and he yeah. averaged twenty. I the same like John Yarosh that traded Nick Chubb for Miles Gaskin and Emmanuel Sanders in our other league, and uh, I thought, what's going on? Yeah, so he did it. He gave it to Steve. Steve, and I'm like, is Well, I talked Steve to John, moved and they moved, and that's what he did. He yeah, I, I talked to John. I said, I said, have you given up? That's the first question I ask when somebody makes a dumb trade. I said, have you given up? He's like, no, I'm still trying to win. Then why are you giving up Nick Chubb? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and another game that was bad here is Buccaneers. Here's Buccaneers. No, no, there they got rid of Garrett. The next day, yeah, they fired Garrett. But they, Garrett is bad. That's why Dallas let him finally let him go. Jerry didn't want to because he's like a son. But the thing was, um, that offense is bad. Man. Jones is not good, and I tell people Jones, Daniel Jones, they will never win with Daniel Jones. No, and they they go well. Yeah, no. If you look at the Giants lineup, they got weapons. Jones is terrible. He's a backup. He should be a backup. Sixth pick of the draft. Couple I know. What a, what a waste. Yeah. What a waste. Yeah, hopefully they got to make changes because other than that, this is going to be the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right. So um, that's last week's game, week 11. Now we're going to preview week 12. Thanks All right. Week. TJ. So we're going to run through it. So, Steve, you're part of this too, buddy. Um, our last guest, Ethan, he went 9-6, and six, 60%. I think I think you have a good chance to out him here in terms of your picks. So um, let's, go. let's go, baby. So – Bears Lions. Gotta go with the Bears. Got it. All right, Dad. What you thinking? I'm going. Lions going to get a win. They got to get a win at some point. No, they got to get a win. And I think it happens tomorrow. Only reason Andy Dalton starting. Yeah. The yeah. Bears are busted up. Yeah. And I think the Lions have been close, and they they they've been bad. They're really close. But I think that they can get this they, one for their fans. Oh, so I'm going with the Lions. Same here. Okay. One for me, zero for you. Okay. Ah, look at the confidence. All right. Raiders Cowboys. 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 Same. Uh, if the Raiders weren't trending in the wrong direction, I'd go the other way because the Cowboys are too. It's two teams trending in the wrong right. direction, but the Cowboys get that dub. Bills at Saints. Bills. 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 Because Alvin Kamara's not playing for the Saints. Exactly. Okay. Steelers Bengals. This is a terrible game. It's a close game. Right. Bengals. Bengals. Steelers. Okay. I hope the Steelers win, but I think the Bengals win. Yeah. 
We'll see how it plays out. Buccaneers at Colts. Buccaneers, even though I hate the Buccaneers. I don't like Tim, Tom Brady. I like Tom Brady. Buccaneers. See, you under, I'm, I hate Brady. <laughs> I love Brady. I know. I'm not going to let him be disrespected on this podcast. I hate Brady, and he's, <laughs> but he's great. He's a good Super Bowl winner. Have you watched Man in the Arena? No. I don't want to. ESPN Plus. I don't want to. I see it. I'm not watching that. <laughs> I'll wait till I can stream the episodes on YouTube for free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I am going to go with the Buccaneers as well. Uh, DJ, what do you got? Buccaneers. He's got Bucs. I think oh, the Bucs all the way All Bucs. Okay. I like, the Colts have been playing good, but I think the Bucs need wins and they get that yeah. one. Panthers-Dolphins. I'm saying Cam's going to get a win. What about the Panthers? Same. Panthers. I got him too. I, I got the Panthers too. Cam's going to be... Even most, though I want the Dolphins to win, yeah. I just think... Cam will win the games he's supposed to lose and lose the games he's supposed to win. And All right, so I'm changing my I'm changing go my Dolphins? thing. I'm going with the Dolphins. Give you a chance, but <laughs> that's that's actually not doing me a favor because the Dolphins are going to win now. We, I needed us to lose together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the Dolphins. They're going to win this game. Good enough. Titans, Patriots, Titans. Patriots. That's my team. Patriots. We got TJ. I like Patriots. I'm going with ten, um, the Titans. Titans. Titans wins this game. Man, they had the worst loss man, of their season. I'll tell you year. what. Yeah. If you can't score on a Texans defense, you ain't scoring on a Patriots defense, especially. Yeah, in the Patriots rain. are in the they right. Score. I don't hey, care where the game's okay. being played. All right. Okay. But thank you. That's where I can catch up. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Eagles, good. Giants. Eagles. Eagles. Yep. Eagles are going on a winning streak, man, to win this division. Maybe six and six. Yes. Eagles. Falcons, Jags. Jags. All the way. Jaguars. Falcons stink. <laughs> but then they'll score 30 against the Jags. Right. And, and they give up 34. <laughs> Jags is going to win this game. Who is Matt Ryan out or is, or is it? He's is, playing. He's playing? Yeah. They just took him out because he was terrible. <sighs> picking the Jags? Yeah. I'm picking. I, and you know I don't like I don't like Urban Myers and none of these guys. But you think but, they get this one? And I, I don't think Lawrence is that good, but they'll win this game. I have to go Falcons. Okay. Okay. Good. Chargers, Broncos. Oh, that's an easy game. Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. Chargers are playing for something. Like yeah. quarterback's hair. I yeah. do too. I'm going Chargers <laughs> yeah. there. Rams, Packers. Packers. I got to go Packers on that one. Yeah. I'm going Rams. They Dude, can't lose three in a row. And I'm, yeah, they will lose three in a row because it's going to be like 10 degrees. Is it going to be stupid cold? Yes. And it's probably be snowing. And you got Odell and you got and Matt Stafford and right. you got these Odell. guys. Odell, he, he should have he should have went to the Packers or he should have went to the Chiefs. Right, but he went to the L.A. Right, because he lived there. That's why. Um, so you think this is a statement game for the Green Bay saying you yeah. made the wrong decision? Right, I think the Packers are going to. I'm gonna reverse my pick. Let's go Packers. Vikings, Niners, Skull Vikings. I hate to disappoint you, but the 49ers are going to win that game. It's and, and, Nick, and Nick. I will Bolt, be in this living right. room when they meet Okay, <laughs> and Nick and Nick Bosa is going to sack him three times. He will. <laughs> Niners get that. Like, man, I, I like, like the Vikings, man. But this is in Minnesota. I like, it's I like it's the one Vikings. of those queen That's game. crazy. But I got I got a funny feeling. Both of them have weapons on offense, but right now, the 49ers defense is cranking up. That's why I think they win. It's not the offense of either side. I just think. 
I could, man, I love Jefferson. I love mm. seeing, and I, mm. and I got my main man is on my fantasy team. My first pick was Cook. Cook. So I want him to do really well. I think it's going to be a But I just think right now, San Francisco defense takes this. Got it. Uh, Browns, Ravens. Ugly game. Between two teams who are kind of struggling. Right, struggling. But it all depends if Jackson playing up in the air. If Jackson plays, I think Baltimore wins. It's in Baltimore, right? Yeah. Uh, Baltimore. Yeah. You got the Browns. Yeah. Okay, the Browns. Okay, good. Yeah. And then our ugly Monday nighter. Uh, hey, why the, did they cancel this game? <laughs> they gotta switch it. That's what I'm trying to say. Why? why we got a lot of NFL? good matchups here. Right. Why and, do the NFL put these guys on Monday Night Football just like they did this past week? It was the one of the worst Monday Night Football games at Buccaneers against the Giants. They could have. Hey, week seven or eight, they should have said this is going to be a terrible match. Let's move the Giants and them to Monday or, or, or Sunday. Exactly. You know, one o'clock game. If you're Seattle and you're watching, well, we, well, why can't we get a Monday Night Football game? Because you guys stink. Right. That's why. Right. Be good. Earn some, some credit. Then it. you can get that spot. This should be this, this should be based, Rams. This Packers. is based on that the Washington football team won five games last year. Yeah. And then they put them in the, on a Monday Night game. Come on. Like they were going to get better. No. Oh no. No. Washington. 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 Oh yeah. So we're we're uh, we're in unison there. All right. So there you have it, TJ. Again, it was awesome to have you, and thank you for joining us. Nine and six. Story. He said I got to do better than rank. Not you got to do better than nine and six. Take we the will, title. TJ, we'll give you man, we thank you, off. man. It was great, great having you on, and it was like, man, thanks for the insight on that soccer, man. Yeah, that, that was cool. That thank was you really for the perspective, and, right. and uh, we love that. We hope everybody. And let's see if we can get four for four in the Frozen Four in Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah. And and one of them can guarantee guarantee you a win. (laughs) All right. Everybody. Oh, absolutely, man. It was awesome to have you. And I just want to say I'm a holiday guy. Forgot to talk about Veterans Day two weeks ago. We want to thank you for all our veterans, including my father. That was two weeks ago. So we didn't mention that on the podcast. I want to mention it now. So for all the veterans and everybody serving our country, we thank you. And then also want to say for everybody to have a safe and healthy and happy Thanksgiving with your family. Enjoy it. Um, think about all the things that you're thankful for in life. You know, we can talk about all our problems, but think about the things you're thankful for, including your family, your friends, your job. Just just a, another day to breathe and, and, and have life. In your hey, life. and so. the opportunity that you do have problems and stuff, because right. what is it trying to teach you? Right. You know, we learn from our problems, not our prosperity. Exactly. Okay. And then enjoy all the games this weekend. Uh, enjoy the turkey. Uh, enjoy the fellowship, and we will see you next time on the Like Father, Like Son Sports Podcast. Good night for now. Good night. Thank you so much for listening today. Whether you tuned in with us through Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, we are thankful, and we would also like to invite you to connect with us. Head on over to anchor.fm forward slash like father like son sports where you will find our social media outlets via facebook twitter instagram and youtube until then be well stay safe and we will see you next time on the like father like son sports podcast